Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Juror Number One. I hope you're having a wonderful day so far, because this is a terrifying story about our legal system again. Yeah, these are all just uh, crazy. It makes me want to constantly have an alibi everywhere I go at all times. So, this week, let's just go ahead and get started. This is an assault in Hanover. So this story begins July 17th of 1982 in Hanover, Virginia. A young woman was out walking and she was attacked from behind. A man rode up behind her on a bike and grabbed her, drug her into the woods, and assaulted her. And this poor woman, while she's being assaulted, this man says to her, quote, I've had a white girl before, which is very strange. But she remembered that of all of this terrible stuff that happened to her, she remembered that, that he said, I'd been with a white girl before. So the man takes off on the bike and she immediately goes to the police, of course. And she said, I'd just been raped by a black man in the woods. And the only thing I really remember is he said that he'd had a white girl before. So the police basically have just that to go off of. So they go start asking around. Because this area wasn't a very big town. There was only like 5,000 people in this area where this crime took place. So when they asked around, they had multiple people tell them that this man, Marvin Anderson, has a white girlfriend. That's it, though. But, so, Marvin, he had just graduated from high school earlier that year. He had a dream of becoming a firefighter, so... After he graduated, he had enrolled in the, in the fire academy. And just a few short months later, this crime took place. So they wanted to dig in to Marvin a little bit more because in this town, it's so insane, right? I mean, it's 82. He was the only person in town that was in an interracial relationship. So that's how they zeroed in on him. How racist is that? Well, just wait. It's going to get a lot worse. So, they go to question him, and they go to his work. And the thing is about Marvin is he has zero criminal history. Zero violent behavior. Nothing at all in this man's life would point him towards this crime. Except that he dated a white woman. That's it. That is really it, is how they focused on Marvin. So, here's the thing, though. 
Mar maybe Marvin isn't as innocent as we think. So since Marvin didn't have an ounce of criminal history, they went to his work and asked for a photo because they didn't have any photos from a mugshot because he'd never been in trouble. Here's the problem with that, is that that photo that they got from his employer was a color headshot. That's, you know, whatever, that's fine. Well, when they went to the victim to show her a lineup of people who may have committed this crime, the other mug shots were in black and white, and only Marvin's was in color. So, isn't that already stacking the deck against him? Even though that it's just a photo, but you would imagine that your eye would immediately be drawn to the one that's not like the others. And it gets even worse, too. So she looks through those photos, and they give her like an hour, and they, and they, and they bring in new photos. But the only photo that stays the same is Marvin's. So she picks Marvin. She says, that's the guy who did it. Okay, well, looks like they got her guy. Because out of a photo lineup, she says, yep, that's the man. That's who attacked me. So they arrest Marvin. They also had taken a rape kit uh, with blood samples and hair and everything. And at that time, in 82, it was all inconclusive. They couldn't confirm nor deny that it was Marvin. So they're going to go to trial based solely on this identification. So the trial begins. But right around that time, there's another man from the community, John Otis Lincoln. This man had been charged with sexual assault before. And there was one thing about this crime. Well, this other thing that the victim remembered was the bike that the assailant rode off on. It was a, a very recognizable bike. So the man who had the bike stolen from him says, John Otis Lincoln stole this bike from me which happened to be about 30 minutes before this rape took place. Huh. So John Otis Lincoln, with a history of sexual assault and stole the bike that the assailant rode off on 30 minutes before this rape happened, you would think you would look into him a little bit more, wouldn't you? Huh? Well, see, Marvin, he couldn't afford a great attorney, so he just had a public offender who just really just didn't know what the hell he was doing. So when the trial started, the victim is on the stand, and by now, she'd been shown his picture multiple times. She'd seen it over and over again. So whenever the, she was on the stand, she pointed Marvin out, said, that's the man that raped me. I know for sure. I've seen his picture. That's the man who did it. So Marvin says to his public defender, he says, let's 
call the person who had the bike stolen, and let's call John Otis Lincoln to the stand. And the defender just refused to do it. He refused to do any investigation, just wanted to get this basically over with. So, this is how fast this moved. By December, he'd already been found guilty of two counts of rape, forcible sodomy, abduction, and robbery, and he's sentenced to 210 years in prison. So, get this as well, though. The prosecutor, they had their jury pool, and there were four African Americans in that jury pool, but by the end of the trial, the prosecution had it whittled down to the 12 people that were on that jury were eight women and four men, and they were all white. Now, is that a group of Marvin's peers? Obviously not. And that is sad. That is so sad that he had to be sitting there this entire time thinking, holy shit, I am done for. Look at all these white faces over here. My bumbling public defender, I am screwed. But that's not the end of Marvin's case. So Marvin is sentenced to 210 years in jail. From the time he graduated in May of 82, going to the fire academy, in July he's charged with this crime. By December he's already convicted. In that short few months from graduating with his life in front of him, he now thinks that he's going to die in prison. Well, the case goes on. Six years later, in 88, remember the guy we talked about earlier, John Otis Lincoln? Well, guess what? John has been arrested of another crime in 88. And he is trying to just clear his conscience because he knows that he's done. So he says to the police, hey, you remember that Marvin Anderson case back in 82 where the girl was raped in the woods and the guy rode off on the bike? That was me. I did that. I raped that woman. It was not Marvin. It was me. Wow. That's got to be awesome for Marvin, right? No, it's not, sadly. And this is how far into the investigation they really go. The judge says, that's not a proper confession. Marvin stays in jail. We're not even going to relook into his case. That's not enough evidence to reverse a conviction, so... And at the time, the victim still said it was Marvin. So, Marvin stays in prison. So, it had been six years. He thought maybe this was his chance, but no. So, they start to look into it a little bit more during this, and they realize that the rape kits had all been destroyed. Imagine that. You know you didn't commit this, and that... Maybe over time there's going to be a w ways of new science that could possibly get you out. 
but that evidence to back up your innocence is destroyed. So at this point, he's like, oh my God, I'm done. I'm in here for life. So he contacts the Innocence Project, and they start looking into other evidence. And they found fingerprints on the bicycle. And also, when they look in to try to find this DNA, one of the lab workers had taken those samples from the rape kit and put them in their notebook and just forgot about it. So, they found out they do now have the DNA samples. If this serologist or the person working in the lab would have just done the regular due diligence, that would have been destroyed too. But them making this error, we now have the DNA. But this wasn't until 2001. Almost 20 years after the, after the crime. Well, guess what? The DNA matched. Not Marvin. The DNA matched John Otis Lincoln. Remember that guy 10 years ago, 12 years ago, that confessed to the crime? Well, guess what? It was his fingerprint on the bike, and it was his DNA that proved that he actually did assault this woman. So Marvin had spent his 20s and half of his 30s in prison for a crime he didn't commit. And you look back at the steps that were taken throughout this case, and it's disgusting, the racism that's in it. First of all, the only reason they picked Marvin was because he was in an interracial relationship with a white girl. First of all, that's disgusting. How can you base someone off of who they love and live with? Second, his jury was 12 white people, purposely made by the prosecutor. How isn't that jury, and I want to think the best of everybody, but in 82 in the small town, which they say is a good old boy area, this man is surely going to be sentenced to prison and found guilty. And the public defender not even wanted to investigate, not even wanted to call the possible assailant to the stand. Who knows, he could have confessed then. And then the judge denying his confession six years later. I mean, all of this from the beginning to the end, this poor man Marvin had just... I feel so bad for this man. But guess what? Marvin, this is a real highlight to the story. So after all this time in prison, fighting for his innocence, Marvin is exonerated. The state pays him $1.4 million, but guess what? You remember he had a dream of becoming a firefighter? Well, Marvin is now the chief of the Hanover Fire Department. It has about 30 firefighters that work below him. He's doing his dream job. So all of this terrible shit that was put in his path, he still followed his dream, and he's still doing exactly what he set off to do. But 
He took a 20-year detour because of some bullshit racism. And it's disgusting. But you got to be happy for Marvin now. He's doing what he loved, and he finally got his name cleared. God, sorry. I get a little heated at some of these stories. But that was the case of Marvin Anderson. I do hope you enjoyed it. And make sure you like and subscribe. You're sharing with your friends. All that fun stuff. And we will see you next week. So do me a favor and have a wonderful day.